If you have your Bibles, turn quickly to 2 Timothy chapter 4. So before I came here for these two weeks, I've been so blessed and praise God. Don't go anywhere without a gift, people. Go, I believe you should, whenever you're sent by the Lord to go somewhere, and uh, don't go, like Pastor Godwill said, with a mentality that, what can I get? What can I receive? I go everywhere already knowing I'm going to pour out my spirit. And what God has put in me all these years of my life, I'm going to freely pour everything out. Because freely I've received and freely I'm going to give. But on the other hand, even naturally speaking, the Lord taught me. Go, never go anywhere without bearing a gift. Amen. Hallelujah. Bring something. Have something in your hand to bless when you get there. And that's why I brought that Bible for Pastor Godwill. Praise God. Amen. And I was glad to hear today that I gave him the best gift you can give anybody. Amen. And of course, we know that's true. Praise God. And it's a special Bible. Amen. So I brought that because that's how I live my life also. I come bearing gifts. Amen. The three wise men, they were wise because they came to Jesus bearing gifts. Amen. They came to the Lord bearing gifts. Praise God. And so anyway, um, I, I had this in my spirit about destination and destiny okay I want to speak this word of destiny and and I want to give you a way that God has shown me um, to to get to your destination in life amen that you can fulfill your God-given destiny amen because this is 22nd anniversary of this church so we're talking about in, in saying that we're talking about the fulfillment of destiny today and God has predestined you. It says in Ephesians uh, chapter 2, um, it says that for we are God's workmanship, amen, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Or what that literally means is to show forth the works of his goodness, amen, to show forth his goodness through the works that we do. But God has predestined those works, it says, that he predestined them so that we should eventually walk in them by faith. Because everything we do is we walk by faith. And so by faith we walk into the plan of God for our life. And as we walk into the plan of God, serving a vision from God, serving a ministry, men and women of God to begin, we serve. And as we walk in the plan of God for our life, eventually all the good works that God has predestined and ordained for our lives begin to come to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. Can someone say glory? <laughs> and so you've been put here for a great purpose. So let me quickly read some scripture here. And make sure I get to my right page here. But anyway, so <clears throat> you all have a destiny. And you have a destiny as part of this body of Christ here right now. The River Church Istanbul and your destiny. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Amen. And so um, I want to look at the Apostle Paul real quickly in 1 Timothy 4. And I'll try to get through this quickly uh, this morning and make just a few points. But I want to say this because what I'm going to share with you is God shared with me that destiny, or you could say your destination, right? You're going somewhere. 
amen, in the spirit and in this earth, amen, and you're going to reach your destiny, you're going to fulfill your destiny when you get to your destination. And along the way, you have destinations that God wants to bring you to where you are going to fulfill destiny. Amen. And so, it, like in the natural, when we want to go somewhere, last night we had to go a little bit down the road to get to our banquet facility, praise God. And so, uh, God had to provide, or we, I, we had to have in the natural, a means of transportation to get to our destination. Amen. And so sometimes it's your feet and your legs, but other times it takes cars or planes or automobiles, whatever it is. But God, there's, a, there's a means of transportation. So it is true in the spirit realm. And this is what I'm going to share with you today very quickly, is that you have, God has provided, and this is what he spoke to me. He said to me one time, he said, I have provided a means of transportation in the spirit. I have provided means of transportation in the spirit that are a guarantee, absolute, 100% way to come into the fulfillment of your destiny. Amen. How many of you would like to know those? This is, God gives absolute ways for us to succeed. Amen. The good news about the Lord and the word of the Lord is that he doesn't leave us guessing. Okay. Being led by the Spirit is not a guessing game. Amen. Because the Spirit works with the Word. Hallelujah. And so we have a more sure word of prophecy here that God has given us through teaching, through preaching, through doctrine, sound doctrine, that we can be absolutely sure that we are headed in the right direction. Amen. Amen. It's not a guessing game. Hallelujah. And so this was the Apostle Paul at the end of his life and the end of his ministry. So, I just want to say this, verse 3. For the, look at verse 3. And then we're going to skip down to verse 6. But look at verse 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, their own lusts, their own flesh... Because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned to fables, which is fiction. Make believe, not real. And people are turning away. Uh, the man that says, I don't go to church anymore. I don't need to go to church. I can stay home. He's turned aside to a fable, a fiction. It's not the word of God and it will not bring him to his destination. He will miss his destiny if he does not get back on track according to the truth of the word of God. Amen. He will absolutely, I'm telling you 100%, he will miss his destiny if he does not correct that. And there are many, 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 many people uh, on that road today. And so I just want to say this, this is so powerful. Verse 3, they will not endure that word endure means they will not make themselves accountable to the truth of the word of God or the preaching teaching of it. People, we must remain accountable to the word of God. Amen. We must always remain true to the word and allow, open our lives up and be accountable to the word. Amen. To be doers of the word. And then he says, 
And why wouldn't you want to be? Listen to this. Um, they will not endure sound doctrine. This is powerful. Doctrine means teaching, right? Revelation, teaching of the, of the truths, the principles, the precepts, the, everything in the word of God. Amen. The way that we should go. Sound. Why did he say sound doctrine? That word sound literally means healthy. Praise God. Did you know that by keeping yourself accountable to and living under the, the truth of the word of God will literally bring wholeness and health to your entire being. Amen. That's an absolute way to, to keep yourself healthy and strong. Strong spiritually, strong mentally, and strong physically. Proverbs 4.22 talks about the word. And he says, my son, give attention to my word. Listen to my sayings. Give attention to my word. Let them not depart from you, for they, for they shall be life to your flesh, uh, life and health to all your flesh. And that literally means healing medicine to all your flesh. So sound doctrine, I, I just want to encourage you this morning. Sound is healthy Wholesome truth. That's what it means. That which truly comes, uh, that, that makes one healthy and whole. On the contrary, if you fall away and listen to lies and get into false doctrine, that's the exact thing that will bring sickness and disease into your life. Listen, I say this because there's a lot of trouble out there in the world today with sickness, disease, and everything else. And you know what? This is your safeguard, the Word of God. This is your inoculation. Amen. Amen. This is your medicine from day to day. And if you believe the Word, it will keep you strong and put you in divine health. Hallelujah. And why is that important? It's not about just feeling good or feeling bad or living or dying. No, it's about so that you can walk healthy in this life and fulfill your destiny. Because you will not fulfill your destiny with a sick body all the time. Battling sickness and, and being weak and you'll never fulfill your destiny. You can't do anything when you're laid up in bed. So, amen. Anyway, let's move down. Verse 6. Paul had come. He had come to the end of his destination. And look what it says here. I want to encourage you because if you will fulfill the will and plan of God for your life... There are things being laid up for you along the way. Hallelujah. And you'll come to the end where you'll hear those famous words if you fulfill your destiny and you walk with the Lord and you come to the end of your life or in the rapture when he comes, the Lord will say to you, well done, my good and faithful servant. Well done. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Amen. So the Lord can either say this, someone who's fulfilled their destiny, he'll say, well done. And to one who, a child, one of his children who hasn't, he's had an up and down life and didn't do what he knew in his heart to do and, and didn't keep his conscience and just had trouble in life and never was able to really get up and really fulfill his destiny, destiny. The Lord, you know, over here it's well done. Over here, the Lord will look at him and say, well, you're done. <laughs> Come on in, you know. My blood and my grace is so powerful. My mercy is so good. 
come on. But you know what? They'll miss out on things, though. Because there's an eternity that we're living for, see? We're living for eternity. So look at, look at what Paul had to say. Verse 6. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. See? There's a, an arrival, a destination, and then a departure. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. And I have kept the faith. I have fought. I have, I have finished and I have kept. Hallelujah. Faithful. Finally, because of this, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord himself, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And not to me only, hallelujah, but also to all who love his appearing. Amen. We talked about this the other night on Friday night in Revival which was so powerful, but, uh, it, and it's about the day of the Lord and the coming of the day when he'll come to catch us away and not really, the, you know, so anyway, there are rewards, there are rewards, there, are, there is assignments for all eternity that God will hand out to us, you know, we're going to have power and authority uh, throughout all eternity, amen? amen, and those who have been faithful with little here, not much of a requirement with God, really. If you've been faithful, you'll be master and ruler over much in the eternal kingdom of God. And we don't know the scope and the expanse of everything throughout all the ages. I mean, everlasting. We're talking about time. Down here, if you live a hundred years, it's like a, a breath in all eternity. We're talking about we have eternal life and God has a plan for all eternity and we are involved and we are to rule and reign together with him forever. Hallelujah. Ultimately, this is your destiny, praise God. And so I want to show you that. But the Bible talks about the crown of righteousness. It talks about the crown of life, a soul winner's crown. Uh, amen. A crown of glory. It talks about the crown of glory that does not fade away. There are rewards to be, to be received and handed out, uh, or, there, or you could miss those, amen, according to how you live your life down here, how you make your choices, amen. So praise God. Anyway, let's look at 1 John chapter 4. I just won't continue further in that, but Paul, he, again, he said, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race. And I have kept the faith. Amen? Amen? And that's what we are inspired and called to do. Amen. And we can do it by God's grace. Amen. With the help of the Lord, we can do it. Say, I can do it. Can do it. Amen. Now, the good fight of First uh, John 4. Fighting the good fight. Amen. Very simply... What would a good fight be? How would you define a good fight? Because listen, we're in, we're in a struggle here, not with flesh and blood, amen, but against the principalities, the demonic realms, amen. Thank God Jesus has already won the victory, amen. We already have it. It's been given to us, praise the Lord. We have power and authority to absolutely walk in dominion over the, over the devil and his demonic realm in this earth, amen. Praise God, that's the good news, and yet, so many people don't do it. So what would a good fight be? To me, a good fight is a fight that you win. 
Amen. How about that? Pretty simple, huh? I don't think anyone who's ever been in a fight and lost a fight and got pounded down got up saying, whoa, that was a good fight. <laughs> no, no. You lose a fight 100% of the time. It was not good. It did not turn out the way you were planning. Amen. I remember one time as a teenager. Amen. I just, you know, <laughs> it was actually over before it began. Amen. And I was on the losing side. But it was only because this guy, and he was bigger, he was an older teenager, and we were up at the, the plaza, the little mall up here. And this guy, you know, I, I, like I said, I told you about my young days. I mean, I think I was probably even before I was born again. But I would fight anything and anyone. I've told you my testimony. It was, no, really, it wasn't good. But that's the way it was. So one day this big teenager you know, was acting like a jerk, and I said something, and I went walking up to him like I'm going to fight him, and I, and I said, whatever, who do you, what are, you know, I'm just spouting off, and before the, I could even put up my arms, bam, <laughs> right square on the nose, my Lord, I was seeing stars, all I saw was white flash, <laughs> and, and I just, I just, I wobbled a little bit. I wobbled, and then I turned around and walked away like a whip dog. I said, <laughs> I said that was not a good fight. <laughs> Amen. So, good fight. Praise the Lord. But thank God we win. We win. And you can win every time. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, 1 John, real quickly. Thank God. 1 John 4, 15. A good fight is also a fight that you, are, that you fight uh, in a virtuous manner, an honest manner, in a right way. You know, and so, and the way to do that, and this is the beginning of where I'm going to give you three pieces of fruit that will guarantee you, if you will abide in these three things and allow them to work in your life the way that God intends them to work, you will absolutely stay on course, amen, and you will fulfill your destiny, do all the good works that God has ordained for you, amen, amen. and come to your destination where the Lord will say, well done, amen. amen, rather than you're done, well, you're done. So let's look at this. This is the first one. Basically, in the end, in the end, everything comes down to your love walk or your walk of love. Amen. And so let's look at that here. Because God is love. And so let's look at this. Verse 15. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. Amen. You're one spirit together. Because you abide in love, you abide in God. Amen. And God abides in you. You are one spirit together with the Lord. 
verse 16, and we have known and believed. That's very big right there. We have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this, meaning here's what the, the purpose of love being coming to fullness in you, the end of purpose of it is for this. It's been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Wow. Because, listen to this now, because as he is, present tense, as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. Not going to be someday. As he is now, so are we in this world. Well, what is he? He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. As I've taught in this revival, he's the supremacy of all authority. Amen. That's who he is. And so we are also in this world. And so I want to show you that in the word again. It says here, there, there is no fear, verse 18, in love, but perfect love or complete love, a love that's come into maturity in our life, casts out fear. So fear, so love deals with fear. Amen. If you'll let the love of God grow in you, amen, then fear will be dealt with in your life. Absolutely. Because his love filling you casts out fear. Amen. There's no room because you're so full of his love. So his love for you, number one, receiving. Receiving. You have to actually first be a good receiver. Yes, in the end, that's true. You're... you're What's about your life, uh, are you generous or not, is determined, you know, uh, if you can receive, it's because you're able to give, because you're a giver. But in the beginning, you have to receive, because you don't, you're not able to give what you don't have, amen. And so God wants to be generous to you, and number one, he wants to pour his love out into your heart, and that's what he said he's already done. He's poured out his love in our heart by the Holy Ghost, Amen. Yet we can develop and grow stronger, more complete, more mature in that love. Amen? And so he says that that will deal. Because he who fears has not, made, made, not been made perfect in love. So listen to this. I just want you to, I, I need to make this point about we have known and believed the love that God has for us. Without getting deep on it, that word known literally means to be resolved. So, what it means is you have a part to play in, in coming to know and believe in God's love for you. You see, the biggest problem in the church is that so many are not convinced. They really don't believe God's love for them is as great as, as it really truly is. And it hinders. It hindered me for many years. I could not receive, I did not fully believe, I, because I thought too much about myself. I don't want to get deep into that, but to know means to be resolved. So what I want to tell you is, it, it comes down to your choice, your decision, deep down inside your spirit. 
When all hell is breaking loose in life, listen, or whatever it is about your life that you don't like, that you haven't come to fullness of maturity in yet, and you're still struggling about, listen, you cannot allow that ever to deter you from receiving God's love for you. Because His love will never change for you. Regardless of circumstances or whether you're in victory or defeat, He is love and His love is the force that changes everything. Amen. And so you must choose to believe that God loves you. Period. End of story. Be resolved. Amen. And that will give you boldness. Amen. And boldness is to be outspoken. And we're to be bold, he said, in the judgment day. I won't go there now. We don't have time. But God doesn't expect you to show up to his judgment. You're going to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ. Believer's judgment. And he doesn't want you to come into the judgment seat, head hanging down, silent, nothing to say. That's not the way he wants us coming. He wants us coming boldly. Oh, Lord Jesus, Woo! your blood, your grace, your mercy, Lord, your love. Oh, it's been so good to me all the days of my life. I'm so glad I'm finally here with you, Lord. This is what I've lived for. Amen. Amen. He wants you bold, and to be bold means to be outspoken and frank. Praise the Lord. So I found myself in the Bible. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So it begins with love. Okay, look at Romans 5 quickly. You've probably heard these. You probably know this. I'm just kind of getting to the end of the chase quickly, but your final destination and and your dest and so what you are to have because as he is, so are we in this world. And your final destination is to rule and reign together with the Lord for all eternity. Amen. And so we need to be doing that here on the earth over demonic spirits, over the demonic realm, ruling and reigning over them subjugating them, crumbling their kingdom down to powder rather than the opposite and the reverse. No, we are to operate in all authority and power because that's not only how we obtain our victory and see our destiny, but we release others from captivity. Amen. Amen. And so I want to say something in a minute, but look at this, Romans 5, 17. This is a you know, very theological chapter there's a lot to teach and say here which is good it's powerful but let's just look at verse 17 talking about the grace of God and how much greater it is than sin and it says in verse 17 for if by one man's offense that was Adam death reigned through the one much more not just more but much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, that's the new birth, will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we are to reign together with the Lord in our life. Okay, quickly turn to Revelation 5. Revelation 5. I love this. Revelation 5, 9, and 10. 
Now this is in the future in heaven. Amen. We're around the throne of God, all singing together. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Wow, we got just a taste of that last night. Praise God. Verse 10. And have made us kings and priests to our God. And we shall reign on the earth. We shall reign on the earth. Hallelujah. Now in this life. And then during the millennial reign, the Lord thousand years of the kingdom of God, we are going to be ruling over cities, ruling over different things with authority on behalf of the Lord. And finally, the last one, Revelation 22, the very end of the book. Revelation 22, just in case you're still wondering what the plan and purpose of God is for your destiny. What is your destiny? Look at this. There's so much to say, but I don't have time to read all that. So let's just read verse 5, talking about now the ages to come and the new heaven and the new earth when everything will be made new and we're in a completely different age. Now we're even past the millennial age of the thousand-year reign on earth. And it says here, in his eternal kingdom at the end of the book, there shall be no night there. They need no lamp nor light of the sun, for the Lord God gives them light, and they shall reign, say it with me, forever and ever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I mean, I'd be shouting about that. Just think if God said, and, and you'll be slaves and bound forever and ever. Oh, Lord. No, you will rule and reign forever and ever. Hallelujah. And so, quickly, three things. I've already told you love. The three fruit of the Spirit is what it's about. Allowing them to be the controlling forces in your life. And so here's what the Lord showed me. As I close, He said, um, I've, I've given my people a means of transportation in the Spirit. To bring them into their destiny. And then this is what he showed me. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy. Listen to this. Love, he said, will keep you on the road of life. That is his life. In life, it will keep you on the road of life. And then listen to this. And love, because the manifestation of love is God's compassion. God's compassion is God's love in action. Amen. It's how Jesus lived as a man going into all the world. And he told me this. Love will keep you on the road of life and drive you to the lost. Love, my love in you, will drive you to the lost. I will take you. You'll never be lost, but my love will drive you to the lost so that you may pour out my love to them. And that's what God wants. And that's the, that's the DNA and the destination and the destiny of this church. Pastor Corey said it again last night. It's about souls. It's all about winning people. Amen. Amen. Reaping a harvest for God. And if you will grow in the love of God, that compassion will really move you out in life to hurting sick dying people amen number two the second fruit that i'm talking about he said so love will keep you on the road and drive you to the lost second joy 
Joy will fill your tank. Joy will fill you with the fuel of his strength to keep you going day after day after day. Joy. Hallelujah. Walk in joy. Receive maximum joy. Count it all joy. Even when you fall into diverse temptations and trials. Don't get bent out of shape. But keep in joy and just laugh. And, and it doesn't mean that joy doesn't mean you have to be rolling on the carpet in hilarious laughter all the time. Although those times come and those are needed and they are beautiful times. We should cry tears of joy sometimes where our whole internal shakes. Amen. Glory to God. But joy doesn't really mean that. Joy means a, a calm delight. Just having delight in life. Because you have delighted yourself in the Lord. You have laid your life on Him. He is the caretaker of your life. Therefore, you have cast your cares on Him. And you don't carry the weight of them yourselves. And you are light and can be delight in your life. Delight yourself in the Lord. Joy will fill you with the fuel of His strength. Amen. Hallelujah. And you need strength to get you to your destination. Finally, number three, you can guess. Peace. Amen. And I love what the Lord said. Peace is your internal GPS, hallelujah, that guides you every step along the way of your life. Like pastor said, let it be the umpire in everything. Peace, praise God. Hallelujah, amen.